Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Slink, Gay Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Uh, Gil Alexander, Jeffrey Parlay, and uh, let me just say this again about uh, last night. One, those Ravens teasers. Never in doubt. Those got home. By the way, I bet before the game, the Ravens not only backwards was the last leg of teasers, but also moving forward to the Buccaneers this Thursday. So on two counts, just just ridiculously fortunate to get those home. And then, of course, the other thing, the John Gruden resignation happened while we were on the air on primetime action last night. Uh, Racist, misogynistic, anti-gay language in numerous emails over the course of a decade revealed and that was the end of that he ends up resigning so as drew dinsick mentioned earlier those that had urban meyer as the first coach to leave in that language they get bad beated by that and again without commenting on what you think about the off the field stuff we are only concerned about all this from a betting perspective and so i will tell you that all three of us on set yesterday jeff right after the announcement we all ran and bet the Broncos minus three before it moved. All grabbed it minus three. Right now, Denver, minus three and a half. But we grabbed the three while we could. Now, as far as this week, by the way, tennis picks are coming up, everybody. Tennis picks are coming, and uh, uh, we'll have them all in the newsletter, too. But I got tennis picks coming up later on the show. Paul Spore on baseball, Pete Futak on college football. But first, Jeffrey, let's look at the week six slate of games in the National Football League. 
a day after guessing lines. And now we got to sort of say to ourselves, all right, once again, what do we like here for contest entries? What are the teaser leg possibilities? What are the survivor possibilities? Let's do it in that order. As I mentioned yesterday and today, I like the Chargers getting the points against Baltimore. I liked it even before Baltimore's performance last night. And the other one, the only other one that I saw any value in, and maybe that's a good thing, because when I like too many, that really hasn't served me well this year. The only one, uh, other one that I like is Houston, because I don't think the Colts should have been 10-point favorites. I said this yesterday. I don't think the Colts should be 10-point favorites about against anybody. I had them at 7.5 on my guess. I think that performance last night doesn't change that for me, but I'm not racing about the Texans. You, what do you like best? Once again, it's a difficult week. I know, shocking development there. I think this is the hardest of the bunch so far. Well, if I'm just looking at it from a regular possible contest play perspective, the Charger-Raven game scares me for one reason. Only one reason. The Chargers were have been bad against stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore, the streak got snapped last night. The 100 yards or more streak. So they end up in the tie with that Steelers team from the 70s. I would anticipate that game plan looks completely different against the Chargers. Also, too, is different because they had to throw. They were down it. They were down 19 points. Uh, that's the only thing that concerns me there. The Chargers, to me, are much better than the Ravens are at this point. But the way the Ravens play makes me a little hesitant on that, even though I, it is a scenario where I think I'm getting, we're getting points with the team that I think is better. The game I'm looking at is one that Drew was on. Green Bay should be at least a touchdown in Chicago. The lay five, I think that's pretty good with the Packers. I'm interested to see how that moves through the week. I'm not taking much from the Bears' win at the Raiders. The Raiders were flat. Obviously, there was a lot going on there with with, with Vegas, and the Bears aren't any good. And they're 3-2 and two somehow, Gil. This feels like a spot where Aaron Rodgers and company, coming off a game that they were fortunate to win, just wax a division rival that they've had their number against for years and years and years now. That point about Baltimore made earlier, I think, is, is a very key one to make about the NFL. And again, as we sit here daily and make tennis plays, and sort of what this show has tried to do over the years is get people out of the construct of everything in sports betting is not betting the NFL preflop against the spread. It's probably the hardest thing to be. Maybe not probably. Probably, I mean, maybe definitely. And so you take a team like the Ravens, who are paper thin from being 5-0 and or 1-4. and We have some Kyrie Irving breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, from Jeff Parlay. Yes, uh, we'll flip over real quick. Uh, statement from Sean Marks, who is the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Shams uh, Charania of Stadium and the Athletica with with this out here right now. Uh, The crux of it is that Sean Marks is going to, and then Brooklyn Nets will sit Kyrie Irving in full until he fulfills New York City's vaccination requirements. So no road games only situation. They will sit him in full. I can't say I'm surprised by that. And that seems to be the sort of heady thing to do at this point. So that's your story here on the uh, doorstep of the NBA season on Kyrie Irving. Back to the NFL for a second. So that Ravens thing, again, they're, they're paper thin from being 5-0 and or 1-4. and And I don't think that's an exaggeration, by the way. People are like, ah, oh, well, they won the games, they won the games. No. That's how difficult this is. Let's just take the Survivor thing. I want to reiterate this. In Survivor, all you have to do is pick one team every week 
to win. One team every week to win. You can pick a double-digit favorite. All they have to do is win. And think how hard that is. And we try to beat this against the spread five times a week. If you do it, man, for, for the length of a season, bless you. But I think it's also incumbent on sports bettors to realize when they're getting the best of it, too. They're going their way. What's the percentage of games in the NFL? Right, This is the way to break it down. What's the percentage of games in the NFL that you think is truly handicapping ultimately? And what's the percentage that is just Plinko in the end? More of a percentage is Plinko than that? Not only is more of a percentage Plinko, I think the, the, the number on that percentage is getting bigger every year. And that said, we still love it. We try to beat it. The greatest thing on earth to play teasers and Survivor, though. That's the thing with teaser legs. These teaser legs just seem to have worked out week after week. And again, this week, Ravens, uh, Cardinals got home. Jets somehow got home. Thank you, Robert Sally, for finally kicking that field goal. Uh, what's the other one? That was Patriots, miraculous. Like all of these. So this week, you look at possible teaser legs. Tampa Bay is a possible teaser leg. That's a possible teaser leg. Kansas City on the road at Washington. How do you feel about that game? That Washington secondary is brutal. If they made this total 60, I'm not sure it's enough. Total's 55 and a half. Gil, Washington, the one thing we've learned with Washington is that offense is actually, when Heineke's not turning it over, that offense is pretty good. It's all right. And what we know from Kansas City is that their defense is historically awful through five games. And they will be able to move the ball against this horrible Washington secondary. Washington will be able to move this ball, the move, move the ball against this horrible Chiefs defense. I think both teams are in the 30s here. I would only look to betting this game over. I want nothing to do with the side because it wouldn't shock me if this looks a little bit like the Philadelphia game two weeks ago mm-hmm. where the Chiefs just don't punt and they score enough and they get two stops and that's enough to win this game and cover a six and a half. And it wouldn't shock me if Washington has the ball late with a chance to uh, to win the game, period. What about Arizona getting teased up through the three and the seven at Cleveland as a teaser leg? little worried about that only because... The Cardinals at some point, Gil, and, and we, I thought this past week was the time. I thought San Francisco was at least even with them for most of the game, that they could have very easily lost that game outright. Cleveland matches up relatively well with the ability to run the ball like they do against anyone. The only issue for Cleveland would be slowing those receivers down after having a horrible time slowing down a great Charger offense. The teaser's probably good. I also agree with Drew on this. I like the two playing two and a half with the Browns. Not a uh, not a spectacular teaser week is what we're oh, learning here. In comparison to what we've had? No. And even the ones I'm mentioning are, you know, road favorites, right? Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Buffalo also is sort of that weird if they're well, they're five and a half now, but even if they're six in some spots, just teasing them down to basically win that's still a road team at Tennessee on a Monday night. So not a great teaser week. How about Survivor? For those of us still alive in Survivor, what do you do? What do you do? Your options, your biggest favorites, the Rams, double-digit favorites at the Giants. We still don't know the status of who the Giants will have in this game. Danny Dimes, Saquon. 
And then the Colts from last night's short week hosting the Houston Texans. Those are going to be, I would imagine, the two most popular teaser legs. Some might take Tampa Bay if they still have them available on Thursday night on the road. Where do you go here? Obviously, you're not in Survivor, so you don't know who you'd have. But what do you feel most comfortable with? I would look to the Rams if you haven't used them. The problem is the Rams have been... Rams week one was obviously the number one selection, so there's going to be very limited uh, people that have that left. Do we trust Indy to beat anyone? That's the big question. If you do, this is the week to use the Colts. Uh, Tampa, I, I don't I don't like playing Thursday games, period. I really don't like playing Thursday games with road teams. I've, I know I've played, I know you play Carolina earlier I've this year. I've played three Thursday games in Survivor already this year. Three of them. But I look, I would... I would power rank it as Rams 1, Colts 2, Tampa 3. I'll and say then there's this. really not much of a good option after that. I'll say this. The Rams, you will have an opportunity to use again. The Colts, you will not. Mm-hmm. It depends how you want to play this. Do you want to be ultra, ultra safe and still try to survive? Do you want to play this optimally? We might have a, have a debate as to which is which. But this is not the easiest Survivor Week either. Not a good teaser week. Not the easiest Survivor Week and like I said, that's Sunday after Thanksgiving. By far the hardest Survivor Week of the month. Would you trust Denver against the Raiders with all the turmoil? No. Quick answer. No. Denver's got issues too, right? Denver from 3-0 and to 3-2 and themselves. We'll come back. College football with Pete Futak. He's got picks. Right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo. 
the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The NHL season starts today, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andrew McNeil, on the show tomorrow. With predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Jeff Parlay, you betting any hockey? Huh? No? Yet? I mean, you have two huge favorites tonight. Uh, Lightning and uh, hosting uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh without three of their four best players. And the Kraken make their debut against the Knights, and they're a big uh, dog tonight here in Vegas. Probably nothing for me today. Let's do the role play uh, that you wanted to do. Uh, you, you made a suggestion off air. You're the, uh, you're the Brooklyn Nets. I'm the Philadelphia 76ers. You wanted to call me and ask me what? Well, if you're Brooklyn, do you dare make the call and see if a Kyrie Ben Simmons flop should happen? <laughs> if I was Philadelphia... I would since, say the following. I'd be like, so how stubborn is your guy about not getting vaccinated again? Well, keep in mind, Philadelphia and the state of Pennsylvania does not have the rules that New York City has, so he'd be eligible to play. Look, if, if I were Philly and I got that call, I would say, when can I make this deal? Let's of course. Right now, in a heartbeat, Brooklyn, you would. I wouldn't even pick up the phone. In a heartbeat, you would make deal for Philadelphia. It's going to happen. Let's talk about college football news. Feedback, everybody. Peter. How you doing, man? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, from his palatial estate there in the heartland. Where are you, Pete, exactly? I am in the suburb where basically every John Hughes movie was filmed. So Risky Business, Home Alone, Uncle Buck, it's basically all out there in the North Shore of Highland. Of, uh... Okay, gotcha. Our audio is a little janky, so we'll try to, we'll try to get through this. Let, let's go back to Saturday, oh. and Alabama loses outright to Texas A&M. We were throwing this around earlier on the show. 
if Alabama loses to Georgia, and let's say they lose even in the late moments, but they do get the L, um, they getting to the playoff with two losses? It depends, obviously, on what happens with everybody else. I would say no. Uh, the problem, they should. I, I absolutely. That was, I think we lost Pete, guys. Let's try to get that connection better because we're having real trouble with Pete Futak there from his uh, spot there in Illinois, Alabama, losing outright to Texas A&M, 41-38 as 20-point favorites uh, this past weekend. And uh, I think that's obviously a question for later in the season. We'll find out, obviously, if uh, that goes down. A lot of college football to be played between now and then, but should be a an interesting back and forth about the playoff this year because so many teams involved. And that includes a whole bunch of one-loss teams. Ohio State coming in from the back now. Treated much differently. Treated much differently than... Uh, they would be, say, four weeks ago. I'm sorry, Jeff, what was that? We got, we got Pete coming up. Pete is ready. Okay, we'll do Pete via phone. Let's do him via phone. Let's see if this works. How you doing, Pete? You good? I'm, I'm serious. It's the hat. This, this hat is bad luck. Whenever I come on, my audio doesn't work. I have to change this hat. So next time, I'll make sure I do not wear the ESPN Classic Now lid. It's probably the Alabama questions, too. Let's move on to something else. Let's go to this week in, in college football. Um, let's start with Arkansas and, Aub- and Auburn. Arkansas coming off that just track meet loss to Ole Miss. By the way, I did have Arkansas in-game on the money line. I was Ugh. thrilled that they went for a two-point conversion. Not thrilled with the play. I'd rather them just send Jefferson in the line, see what happens. Uh, but instead, they throw. It doesn't work out. Auburn, four-point dogs now. This was three and a half. A little money coming in on the Razorbacks. Where do you stand on this game? Arkansas, they are playing just that well. They are blocking and tackling just fine for getting the the defensive woes against Ole Miss. Everyone's going to have those issues. Uh, But this is a very, very, very rock-solid offensive team. And, you know, you're right. K.J. Jefferson has grown a a terrific quarterback with the quietest feet ever, by the way, under pressure. I mean, he he just, like, sits there and all of a sudden slings it. As a player, as this season has gone on, I'm a believer in kind of your question before. You can't really punish Arkansas too much for, uh, at least in the rankings, when it comes to uh, losing that game against Ole Miss and losing before against that Georgia team. So a long-winded way, yeah, I like it. Four is not that bad. How about Texas coming off just to to say that that was a brutal loss against Oklahoma is offensive to the word brutal. I mean, that was just horrific. And by the way, if if you had Texas, man, uh, just every which way in that game. The fact that Oklahoma scores the touchdown at the end is just the worst possible outcome for you. Uh, they have to bounce back now, and they take on the unbeaten Cowboys of Oklahoma State. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. Where do you see that bounce back coming? In in good I'm fashion or not? Believe- yeah, I'm still a believer in Texas. I still think Texas is just that good. That's one of those necessary bad steps and they couldn't adjust to the Caleb Williams day and uh, all, everything went wrong. Uh, I do like this team. Oklahoma state's plucky. You know, they, every time I kind of think that they're going to lose to a Boise state or uh, have a, a rough day here or there, they seem to find ways to win. Uh, five's a little much, but I'm going to go with it anyway and stick with it and just go with Texas. All right. You know what I don't want to ignore is Alabama and Mississippi state because we sort of ignored, not we didn't ignore Alabama, Texas A&M, but we didn't sort of give it the 
you know, we didn't give Texas A&M a puncher's chance. Shouldn't we give Mississippi State a puncher's chance? Even as 17 and a half a point lot, dogs? A lot more than Texas A&M. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Look, you're not, you are not at fault. And the world is not at fault for thinking that that was going to be a blow up because that, that wasn't fair. Texas A&M had done nothing, nothing offensively. That was, that game came out of there. Uh-huh. They pulled that from somewhere because that is not the Texas A&M team that lost to Mississippi State or couldn't do a thing against Colorado. So that one wasn't fair. This one's fair. This one, if, if, if Mississippi State does it, because that offense is starting to kind of work a little bit and getting lost is that this is by far the most talented and the best defense Mike Leach has ever coached. So there, it's there. I wouldn't be shocked. Alabama's going to blow them out. I, I'm going, this is, we've seen this movie before. Loses a game and all of a sudden they get it back and keep rolling. But the thing to watch, I think we talked about this last week, is we all ignored Florida. We ignored that they came within a two-point conversion of being taken to overtime against the Gators. They might have a problem on the road. There might be an issue with this team. And, yeah, crazy with going Mike Leach and Mississippi State, but I think Alabama just comes back roaring after that. Yeah, I I did not ignore it, just to be clear, before that Florida-Alabama game, because I was asking you, what are the chances? Forget the spread. What are the chances of an upset? Um, Let me say this about also this coming week in college football, that if, in fact, as you say, Alabama's going to blow them out, but if Mississippi State so much as flirts with an upset here, no matter what other sports we're watching, baseball or whatever, tennis, um, other college football games, all eyes will immediately will immediately go to this yeah. game because this would be seismic in college football if that happens. So just that alone. Well, yeah, go ahead. Think about it. We, we have a shot that nobody who has won a college football playoff national championship will be in the college football playoff. I mean, you want to talk about the before the season, how boring it seemed like it was going to be. Oh, okay, Chalky, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, you know, maybe Oklahoma. Maybe, and, but now, look, you know, if there is a chance that, you know, now that Clemson's out, pretty much, if Ohio State loses again, and that's not crazy at this point, and if Alabama loses again, look, you know, what else, what else we got? Now we got a new national champion in the college football playoff era. Georgia, Kentucky, I asked this earlier of my producer, Jeff Parlay, uh, producer number five, producer number eight, and I said, all right, Kentucky's 22-point dogs in this? 24 now. Kentucky have any shot here? Any at all? A little because their style of play is that kind of way, but I don't think so, mainly because they've lost a couple of defensive linemen, and that's the one thing you can't do. What we haven't seen, and if we're talking next week and saying we should have seen this coming, we have not seen the Stetson Bennett three interception game, which we know will happen in, until JT Daniels can finally get healthy again. So if, if Georgia blows this, it's not going to be because of the defense. It's not going to be because of their running game. It's because they're going to be like a minus five in turnover margins. And that's going to come from Bennett. So with that caveat, I still like Georgia. They're still better. I kind of think, you know, we might be ignoring the obvious that this, when JT Daniels gets back, this is 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama, albeit in a far different way. This is the team. This is their year. And Georgia might have a fight along the way, but I just think this team is fabulous. They're just a rock at this point. I think they shut down. It's cold. All right, Pete, we're losing you 20 seconds. Your uh, favorite long shot Heisman guy right now would be? 
Oh, like, ugh, I Desmond Ritter, even though he did wasn't that great in the there right now for it. But uh, uh, it's it's a rough Heisman race. It's still Bryce Young until uh, somebody else emerges. Oh wow. Okay. All right, Pete Futek, College Football News at Pete Futek, F I U T A K. Thank you, Peter. Appreciate it. Anytime, Bill. Pete Futek, audio better than video today. We'll come back. Uh, tennis picks next. Three of them after a two and one yesterday. And today's include two massive dogs. Next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. You heard me going to break uh, a couple segments ago when I was like, at VEASAN, the sports betting entry. That's that's how obsessed with Survivor I am. At VEASAN, the sports betting entry. So more Survivor tweets. And I will repeat this, Jeff. Yes, we'll get to the tennis picks, I promise. I will repeat this, that when you are in Survivor, the longer you go, not only the more are you obsessed about it, obviously, but the more you care about that at the expense of everything else. Like, nothing else matters in the end. You're like, ah, eh, whatever, I went two and three on my entry. Did my survivor pick get through? That's all I care about. It is obsessive. By the way, Sean Marks, oh, they're moving through the quotes too much. But again, if you missed it, Kyrie Irving, the, the Nets are sitting Kyrie until he gets everything worked out. So they will not, based on New York regulations, they will not have him just play road games. Basically, until he gets it all sorted out, the vaccination status he will not be practicing nor playing with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, okay, so Survivor, we get tweets at beating the book. I'll just read the Survivor ones uh, because a couple people were taking issue with what I said about, hey, if you if you don't use the Colts this week, you don't really have a chance to use them again. Well, Sam Schleisman, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, he said, Indy hosts Jacksonville Week 10. The Survivor League I'm in requires two teams starting in Week 10 onward. Houston bye week was hoping to save Indy for week 10. Too cute, he asks. So first of all, this is also the thing that people should know about survivor pools. Back before last year, which I like to refer to as the dark ages of survivor, apparently, that's how most survivor pools went. You would get to week 9 or 10, and then they would go to two teams per week because it was not very common for pools to last with lots of entries late. So if you did have the rare situation where you did have lots of entries late, you frantically tried to weed them out with two picks a week. Now, last year, starting last year, we had all these bad teams in the NFL that you could pick on, or at least we had two last year. And certainly this year, there are more than two that you can pick on. And it's a little bit different, a bit of a different animal. But uh, to answer his question, Sam, your question directly, Jacksonville was the last team to beat Indy. Or, or Indy, I should say, was the last team to get beaten by Jacksonville. Pardon me. Week one last year. Knocked out half the pools. Now, I'm not saying I don't feel confident in Indy against Jacksonville. But I don't feel 100% confident in them. Let's put it this way. If I'm going to use them, I'd rather use them against the Texans. Can you make the case for playing them against Jacksonville? Sure, I can't necessarily argue that. So I don't think you're being too cute. Kelly Power 
says one more opportunity to take the Colts week nine Thursday night home at the Jets. Now that, or versus the Jets. Now that I would not do. Short week against your Jets, I don't trust them at all. You? I know. No. I mean, that again, that's... No, depends no, no. on what depends on what the Jets are at that point. Will we actually see real improvement for them after the bye? But I'd much rather use Indy this week against uh, Houston, and I'd much rather have them in Week Ten against Jacksonville. Even though, again, as you said, the only team the Jaguars can beat is Indianapolis. Now, Matthew Gilden. Yep, I'll be that guy today and ask the. He uh, called me the master. Thank you, and ask you if you, if he would kindly post your tennis picks for the day. We always post them in the newsletter. Correct. We'll also have Drew's today as well, because Drew gave out some tennis picks earlier. All right, here are the tennis picks of the day. Again, yesterday, 2-1, and one, we lost on Danielle freaking Collins. That's her nickname. Uh, she was a plus-110 dog against Anjabur. We did hit easily on Paula Badosa against Coco Goff. She won in straight sets. There was a weather delay in the middle of that. When Coco came back, she was already losing. Um, down a break in the first set, or down a couple breaks maybe, I'm not sure. And looked like she didn't really want to play tennis after that in the cold. And then later, uh, Barbora Krajikova, easy winner over Amanda Nisimova, straight sets late as a favorite. So it ends up being a one-unit day. All right. Uh, the thing with this tournament, again, at Indian Wells, tennis's de facto fifth major, is that it is a slower hard court playing surface than, say, that which we experienced at the U.S. Open. That is messing with us just a little bit. In other words, it's preventing us from having a soaring tournament like we did in the uh, U.S. Open. That said, nothing wrong with what we're doing. And uh, today, three more picks, beginning with one on the men's side. Now, this is our one favorite of the day. We're taking Nicolas Basilashvili. <laughs> Let me say that again, because I know how much you love it when I go through these names quickly. Uh, this is a Georgian tennis player, and I don't mean from Athens, Georgia. I mean from Georgia you know, over there in Asia. Nikolos Basilashvili. It's, uh, let's just put it this way. It's basil, the spice. Is basil a spice? Do we call it a spice? I think we do. Ash, and then Vili. Basilashvili over Ramos Vignolas from Spain. Taking Basilashvili at minus 147. In terms of hard court data, this is a way low number. By the way, you could probably find it a little better than my minus 147, I think, Jeff, is that if that's correct. You could probably fi- find it maybe about five cents better than this. Basilashvili's hardcore data, far, vastly superior to that of Ramos Vignolas, Alberto Ramos Vignolas. Now, again, the slower hard courts do wreak a little havoc on the numbers, and we have to adjust them somewhat. But I'm going to play that date, a minus 147 on Basilashvili. That is a morning match. I want to say 11 a.m. Pacific. Don't hold me to that. But it is a daytime match. Now, the other two are in the night session and are the women's side. Now, get ready for these. One of the big things in sports betting, and I always say sports betting is a reflection of the human condition because it's so, and the reason I chose to do a podcast on sports betting so many years ago is because I am endlessly fascinated by the psychology, the psychology of all of this. One of the things that I experienced yesterday was deep self-loathing and regret. Or as one uh, person on Twitter, and I, forgive me for forgetting his name, said, it's non-buyer's remorse. Which to me, I always, I've said it before on this show, just never calling it non-buyer's remorse. There's something in our, psych, in our psychology in betting where if we make a bet and we lose money, that's somehow easier to take than if we thought about making a bet, knew we should, didn't, and that bet ends up winning. It's sort of like the stock market. You're almost better off, you're almost okay, more okay with losing money 
buying a stock, then you would be saying, you know what, that stock over there, it's going to go crazy. And you don't buy it, and then it soars. It's harder to sort of take. That's just a quirk of our brain. Well, yesterday, uh, Maya Beatrice Haddad is a Brazilian player, and my numbers said against Carolina Pliskova, and she was north of a $4 dog, my numbers said I should probably play her. But I sort of didn't trust that number and said, well, there might be something I don't know here. And Beatrice Haddad ends up, or Haddad ends up winning that match outright in straight sets. I'm not making that same mistake again today. I am taking uh, Maya Beatrice Haddad at uh, over Anna Contivate. So that is the play on Haddad, plus 353. Let me repeat that, plus 353. You may get a better number than that. Um, she is the play, Beatrice Haddad, plus 353 over Contivate. So that's the first big dog. The second big dog, I'm going with Anna Kalinskaya, the Russian, at plus 424 against the Tunisian Anjabur. Once again, you may be landing on this show for the first time and you're saying to yourself, dude, are you crazy? You're taking a plus 350 and a plus 424? Listen, if you want to play those two gals by uh, plus the games, if you don't have the stomach to take them on the money line, you'd rather take them plus the games. I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to. But by the numbers that I have, the hardcore data that I have, and they've always served us well, as you very well know listening to this show, those are the plays. Adad over Contivate, Kalinskaya over Jabour. Their hardcourt numbers in both of those cases are very comparable. And to get that kind of number on the dog is kind of outrageous to me in both cases. So that's the deal. So Basilashvili on the men's side, which is a favorite. That's a daytime match. And then the night session. Um, again, it's it. I just want to say that the, all the names correctly because we have it all skewed here. So now I'm, I'm doubting that. How, what, how is she listed finally? The Brazilian. He's listed Beatrice Haddad Maya. Okay. That is how so it's listed. Some some variation because we're some up, variation. We're, of, yes, we have know, multiple Beatrices. Because I don't know what we're putting up here on the screen yes. with a comma involved. We put Beatrice up there twice, so I don't even know what's going on anymore. But essentially, you're taking the the Brazilian over Anna Contivate at plus three fifty three, and then Anna Kalinskaya plus four twenty four. You probably will get all three of these at better numbers than I got them. So that doesn't usually happen when we give out tennis picks either, but that's the case with all three of these. So there they are. Let's flash them up on the screen once for those watching. They can actually see the spelling on these. If you miss this and you're listening to us on uh, the audio side, we will put them in the newsletter and we'll go from there. And of course, we'll get 100 tweets about it asking me to repeat them, and I'll probably do that on Twitter as well if I can get to them. Those are your three tennis picks for the day. Let us continue what... uh, we got going yesterday, and what has been a, you know, kind of eh tournament so far. Hasn't really been a loss, hasn't really been a win. Again, as the slower hard courts mess with us a bit. Paul Sporer on baseball next on Numbers Game Advice and the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a special offer on the NHL, an official sports betting partner of BetMGM. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team scores a goal in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Then enjoy the NHL action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app. won't take you but a few seconds or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a goal is scored in the game you wager on, new customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Triple header in baseball today, Jeff. Uh, looking forward to it. We do have finally the uh, the pitchers 
in the uh, Atlanta-Milwaukee game. Very rare that uh, we don't have pitchers by the time that our show is on, but we did get these. Uh, we did get these finally, and um, it's going to be. And this is a very sort of an interesting thing. Lauer versus Morton. So Charlie Morton comes back for the Braves after having pitched game one to pitch game four in what the Braves are hoping is a closeout game of the Milwaukee Brewers. So the Braves trying to put the hammer down today with Morton. You still seeing minus 124 on this, on the Braves? Minus 124 against a Brewers team that has plated all of two runs in the first three games of the series. How about Jock Peterson yesterday? Another three-run pinch hit Jack. Wearing pearls. Pearl necklace. He's decided to wear during baseball games. Um, okay, so Braves up 2-1 to one on the Brewers. Giants, after last night's dramatic one to nothing win over the Dodgers, up 2-1 to one on the Dodgers, all these best-of-five divisional series. Then, of course, today... After a rainout yesterday, Houston up two to one on the White Sox, but the White Sox throwing Rodon, Carlos Rodon out today. That's a coin flip now, minus one hundred five on each side. Astros still trying to close them out again. The White Sox were down two games and four runs in Game Three, and are still here. And the Red Sox already having closed out the Rays in four last night. After really, and I, I seized on this with Mark Borchard, the big moment in that series. The Kiermaier ground rule double that bounced off Renfro over the wall, preventing the Rays from plating a run there. That's the moment. The 100-win Tampa Bay Rays, best record in the American League, fall by the wayside. Of these remaining three games, though, all in closeout situations today, Jeff, give me the one that is most likely to end. Rank them for me. Most likely to least likely to end. Most likely to end today is Atlanta to close out Milwaukee. With Morton, I think you're right. Yep. Then number two is the Astros to close out the White Sox. How dare you? And then number three is the Dodgers. I'm now, the only thing sorry is. Sorry I asked. So, so so the only thing is, Gil, yes. and I'll ask you this. If it's Tony Gonsolin tonight for the Dodgers, which it's very possible that it will be, that would incline me to change my order if it is announced that it is Gonsolin for L.A. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me rephrase this whole thing. The San Francisco Giants won 107 games this year. Most wins in the major leagues. Give me an example of a team. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Well, let's throw out hockey because there's probably some in hockey. But baseball and football and basketball. When is the last time a team that had the best record in the regular season has gotten so little respect than the San Francisco Giants? And when, when are all of the naysayers of the Giants going to finally wake up? Is it if they, if they get through the Dodgers, are they finally, is everybody going to all of a sudden toggle to, toggle to, oh yeah, you're right, they are the favorites now. As Mark Borcher just said this morning, by his numbers, they are the favorites. To I win mean, it all. if they if they win this series, it's obvious. That's where all of you people are. It's obvious. This is the this is the brain problem for you guys. This is the hurdle that you guys can't get through. It's the Dodgers. So as soon as they if they beat the Dodgers either today or in Game Five, that's when all of you will finally come to the Giants side of things. Because I will hockey aside of the other three big North American sports, I don't think we've ever seen this for a team that has won this many games to be so just. 
disrespected, not only in the market, but just non-believe, you know, non-believers abounding about them. Let's bring in Paul Sporer from Fangraphs, host of the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, and of course, twitch.tv slash Sporer, where you can watch him playing MLB The Show all the time. And every night there's people in there. They love Paul Sporer. What's there not to love? How you doing, Paulie? I'm well, Gil. How are you? I'm doing well. Do you agree with me about the Giants, by the way, from a disrespect standpoint? Oh, yeah. No, it's it, and it's definitely because it's the Dodgers. If if they were playing the cards and the Dodgers were eliminated, I think they'd get they'd get more of their their due. I think it's entirely related to the fact that people can't get over uh, the, the the Dodgers there. And like I get it, but what do we got to do? Like what what's this Giants team got to do to get to get more more command of the room? You know. Um, We've followed my trajectory with them all year. Early in the year, you'd have heard me saying they're going to get smoked by the Dodgers. Then I was more like, well, Dodgers might catch them. Then I'm like, wait a minute, this team's really good. So I've come around on them. I think other people need to get on board, too. This Giants team is awesome. Same question for you that I asked Jeff a second ago. Most like three potential closeout games today on the heels of the Red Sox. I know uh, I was surprised closing out the Rays. Oh, me too. Um, what's the most likely to be a closeout today? What's the least likely of the three? Um, I'd say I, I'd say Houston is probably the the most likely. Um, we'll see how it goes with like a, the Dodgers bullpen game. I'd probably put the Giants second, and I, I'm still in on this Brewers team a good bit. They got to get that offense going though, and yeah, going up do. against Charlie Morton, it's not easy. So you know. We could have all three of the series over here, but if I'm ranking them, I'm going to go Astros, Giants, Braves. Do you have? I took the Giants last night plus 180 just on principle against Max Scherzer. Plus 180 just yeah. seemed ridiculous to me. They're plus 147. Disclafani on the hill. We don't know if it's Gonsolin or not. We're not sure who the Dodgers are starting tonight. Do you take the Giants again just on principle on the number? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we, we've talked about this phenomenon quite a few different times this year where there's, sometimes there's a number that's so big uh, and so so appealing, you got to go for it on principle alone, even if you're not feeling the best about it. Um, and this is one I can actually get behind. You know, we, we talked about the wild card game where you got to take the cards at, at you know, dollars uh, there. really. Even if you didn't believe in the cards, because that was just a silly number for one game, and yeah, you know, you don't, you lost because the, the the Dodgers did win. But this is another one of those situations where I think the numbers just trending a little too high. It's not as crazy as that wild card game, but you're also getting a better team here to back with the Giants by taking that number. And with the bullpen game, you know, uh, I have my critiques for John Smoltz. Uh, you know, they, they they might be a little bit of a lengthy list. But one thing I think he does have uh, some good takes on is when he talks about these bullpen games, he talks about how it can be so difficult because you need five, six, seven guys to be good on a given day for that to work. Whereas, you know, when you do the traditional starter goes five, six innings, two to three relievers, obviously puts a lot less volatility out there. So I do think he's right on that where you need six, seven guys to come up big in a given day uh, for a bullpen game to work. And that's probably what the Dodgers are going to do. Cause even if Gonsolin goes, he's probably what three innings max. So it is like a bullpen game there, unless he just pulls a huge game out of his, uh, out of his rear there, which, you know, Gonsolin, I'm a big fan of him, but he just hasn't had a good year this year. 
Like, I'll be interested to see if he can get his command back next year, but it'd be hard to bet on him for more than three innings today. And thing, so, yeah, I go, I go Giants there. And the thing about the best of five series is uh, while while these teams have two two one leads in in the in uh, the case of the uh, Astros, Braves, and Giants, listen very shortly this could have gone on its head and we could be talking about those same teams eliminations just two games from now so that's the thing of a best of five it does happen quickly anything still possible in all of these real quick because we only have uh, 30 seconds left i don't want to leave out the red Sox. how seriously do you take them now uh just as good a chance of anyone of winning it all at this point Look, I've been I've been anti Red Sox the whole way. I'll take my L's. They keep proving me wrong. I said they missed the playoffs. They held on. I said you know they lose to the Dodge, uh, to the Rays. They they beat them. I still don't see the pitching for a seven game set. It's like on the one hand I'll take my L, but I'm still not completely changing on them because do they have enough pitching for a seven game set? I don't see it. I think the Astros and White Sox would be favored with good reason, and I would I will take the winner of that series over the Red Sox. I'm sorry, I still don't quite believe. And maybe they'll prove me wrong again, and I'll eat more crow. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It does change. The animal does change to best of sevens after this championship series and World Series, of course. Paul, appreciate it. Glad to get you on, my man. Thank you. Thanks, Gil. Have a good one. You too, Paul Spore from Fangraphs, twitch.tv slash Spore. Again, folks watching him play video games all night long. It's tremendous. Uh, we've done all we can do. Lombardi line next with the great Michael Lombardi. It's VEASAN, the sports betting network. Enjoy. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 